0: what it do y'all we are live with another show man this your boy west african floyd north end floyd hollywood floyd whatever y'all want to call me back again with a bonus show a bonus episode man this is a it's gonna be a powerful it's gonna be a uh impactful uh, episode that a lot of people been waiting for a lot of people been waiting a few weeks for this show, man uh I got Gary Senegal. What's up, Justin? What's up, my boy? Chicken shit. What's up, y'all, man? Hey, I appreciate uh, everybody tuning in. There he is right there, man. That's the man right there. Everybody (laughs) been waiting for him. Everybody been waiting weeks for this, man. Weeks for this conversation
1: on Kickback. we
2: got Gary on the show. Gary, what's up, man? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Kickback. That's a pleasure, man. I'm humbled. I'm thankful. I'm humbled, man, and honored to be here on the kickback, man. And what's man up? I'm honored kickback. to have you on here, man. You've been doing a lot of a lot of things in the
0: community for years. So man, I'm 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 honored to have you on. It's a blessing. And i blessing.
2: on that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. First, I want to give a shout-out to you know, give uh honor, honor and praise to God. Uh for all my 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 catholics, for all my baptists, for all my jewish, my unorthodox jewish, my orthodox jewish, my hindus, my uh my Kojic Ch- church of church in christ, my sanctified, my uh my 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 malaysian uh, religion, my uh muslim religion. I want to give cuz it's all one. My thing yeah. is one city, one voice. You know, uh we all need to unify. So I want to get that out the way first. You know, and uh Jesus, you know, uh God, whatever you know you believe in, you know. I just want to give praise and glory to him first. You know, so that's it. Let's we got that, you know, let now, now let's get it.
0: No, no doubt, no doubt. And uh like I was saying earlier, man, I see the shirt, the shirt looking
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> the shirt looking good, man. We're going again. We go round two, round two, is round two, man. You
0: know,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: so, so hey, somebody asked me earlier, somebody asked me, was you from Beaumont? I said, yeah, he from Beaumont. So a lot of people, he, I, I didn't know where he, he must not been from Beaumont, but a lot of people, I, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but him specifically, he didn't know you was from
2: Beaumont. So let him know where you from. Born and raised Beaumont, Texas, man. Uh I was, I was, I was born in the Pair Archie, raised in the North End, you know, uh, Right there off of Fillmore in Dallas, man. You know that's okay. That's, okay. That's <laughs> yeah, north, north. You know, so yeah, yeah. It. I'm right
0: there off of Fillmore in El that Paso.
2: That's it. Went to Central, graduated Central classes class in 1992. Oh, uh, hey, you know, I got the 1992 oh, Buick Buffalo shirt on. I obviously. see that boy, all, all of my, my most of my class, but I went to Austin, but you know they was okay. all about my homeboys at Bowie, You know, so yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I saw that yeah, no, no. I say, boy, I know he's gonna get a lot of love for that t-shirt, man. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I gotta throw it
0: back sometimes, man. So uh to start it off, man. We was um uh, oh, he say, Oh, you from the hood. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh yeah, man, uh the conversation we was talking about before we get um we jumped on live and we was talking about voting, and I wanna apologize to you from last year because i'm one of those cats i i didn't vote man and you know why i didn't vote i was depending on other people i thought you had it right and so you know i was i was just lazy i was ignorant i didn't go out there and i didn't do my job to vote and when she won it just blew me away it just right. it just right it just me for a surprise so I, i'm glad that you're on the show to personally Apologize for not going out doing what I
2: supposed to have done, you know. what and, I'm saying? And, and and apology accepted. I, you know, and I'm, I'm hard on myself. I should have been that much more out there, you know, so that you could see, you know, that you maybe maybe if I had did a little bit more, you know, you probably would have had the unction and the. Maybe I mean I do need to go and vote, you know. So mm-hmm. that's just how I am, you know. Uh, but now it's apology accepted, and no no need to be able to apologize. Let's just get it done this time. You know that's, what, what that's you feel
1: about,
2: I know the
0: coronavirus is hitting right now, and it's not. I, I don't know how effective it's going to be next year. But uh, as far as getting people out there to vote, is there anything that you would change now, as far as to get people out there to vote since um, since last year?
2: Uh, change I mean, me by like my approach.
0: Yeah, anything you learned different? I
2: mean, that you're gonna use like the experience from last time. Honestly, what I did learn, uh, they call it the parrot syndrome, you know, uh, see, I'm, I like to help. I'm a natural, you know, helper, a natural giver, like I'm a solution seeker. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm excited about change and I'm excited about, you know, I'm a visionary so I I can see it. And a lot of times I end up saying what my plans are, what I'm doing, what I want to do, what I see and that parrot syndrome, Those people with the platforms already and the reach, they'll take what I said and run with it, you know, and then it'll look like I'm, you know, for the people that don't know me, they know the people that they have the platform already and they hear, they're echoing what I'm saying and then they'll give their vote to them. So it's kind of tricky, but then again, I don't want to not say certain things, you know, because it looks like I am the new guy. It looks like I'm not knowledgeable of certain things, but this go around, I'm having a lot of people around me, and one thing that they don't know, I surround myself with a lot of sages, a lot of smart people, man, a lot of people with experience, you know, and uh, that that help me, you know, and they saying just go with it, you know, say it, tell it yeah. all, because now it's documented. So if you hear it again, see, I'm glad that you had a lot of people on here before because they they're not they're not gonna say what I'm saying. So this is the first time that they're going to hear this. So I wouldn't change really nothing. It's just uh, really actually putting a little more 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 uh, boots on the ground. That's pretty much it. Okay, so I had
0: um, Mike Getz on
2: last mm-hmm. week. And mm-hmm. he said that you should run for councilman instead of mayor. Right. What do what you think about that? My thing, you know, when, when people tell me that, you know, I'm like, well, what's the difference? <laughs> you know, like, why? Why not? Why not yep. run for mayor like why not why you know they never say why i shouldn't run for mayor i i i well i've actually heard you're too you you're too important to run for the mayor you have you'll have more power running for a council you know a councilman I I'm heard like, that. Really? like come on man like that doesn't even that doesn't even make sense i know? heard that also i heard that also that Yeah, you, you have to be more powerful as a councilman i'm like uh... but see that's see one thing and I want to tell this to your viewers never let somebody put their limitations upon you like I'm different. regardless of what position I do, my reach is going to be the same because of the influence that I have. that mayor position has a, a, a it's an influential position. It's a figurehead. So we're in a 53 percent African-American city so that figurehead would be me. So that reach that I would have, I would have a different reach, a different influence versus somebody else. So versus being a councilman, you know, uh, everybody knows the mayor. Don't really people know the councilman? Everybody <laughs> knows the mayor. So and everybody would listen to the mayor. That's the that's the, the man, the number one man, you know, in charge. You know, so why not? You know why? So that's what I'm going after. Okay. So uh, he said. He also said.
0: You need to touch base with the West End. You don't. You you got to do more than just the North and South, man. That's
2: what he's. I was waiting on that. I was waiting on that question as well. <laughs> and I wanna, I wanna, uh, you know, challenge the West End. Let's put a meet and greet together. I don't hide from anything. I, I love people. I like talking to people. And I want to say this: like, I don't do anything for the West End. Like, I'm asking. I'm, I'm answering that question. I'm not saying I don't do anything, but I'm mm-hmm. saying, stop the violence was for Beaumont. The West yeah. End is in Beaumont. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to address that since I didn't do anything for the West End last year at that at one of the forums on Gladys, I forget the name of the church. Uh, it was one of the last forums that we had. They asked about that. The question was: Is crime a problem in Beaumont? Mm-hmm. Our current, our current mayor said no. Everybody right. else said no, and I and they, they got to me. And this was in the West End. And I told him, I said, if you guys don't elect the right person for this position, crime is going to reach your neighborhood. It's going to expand. When something expands, it, 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 it enlarges its territory. I mm-hmm. said, if you don't put the right person in charge for this, it's going to affect your guys community, which is the West End. Yeah. Six, four hours later, it was at six o'clock, four hours later. That's when the the beloved aunt was murdered in the West End, and oh, people. That's when Aunt was murdered. Okay. And they played that clip of me saying it at the forum. This guy said this four hours ago that we need to do something in this area, and that's when I started pushing stop the violence. I had rallies out there, um, and I'm i want to go to the West End. You know, uh, I know a lot of people in the West End uh, from the. Uh, Amelia area from uh Alpha 105, mm-hmm. uh behind the mall. And think about it, Dad's on deck was at the mall in the West End. You know, uh, yeah. so that's north, they cut they consider that Northwest, but it's still the West End. And it was an issue in the West End. Who went to take he to adhere to that that uh the issues I did in the West End with dads on deck. So you gotta be careful when he's he Mike and I, we respect each other. But he's endorsing another candidate. So, of course, he can't tell the truth really about me. He (laughs) has to say certain things, you know, and I understand that's that's the game that we're playing. But we have to be smart. The citizens have to be smart and say, well, wait a minute. Wasn't Dad's on deck in the mall in the West End? Isn't Mm -hmm. Stop the Violence? Wasn't he in the West End? So, Mm -hmm. I don't know about that statement, you know. So, that's just, we just have to be be smart, man, cognizant of what people say. Are we going to see more um, Stop the Violence rallies? And see, see this COVID really, and he, he oh, addressed man. it too. COVID really is, is. is I want to stay in compliance with the laws, with the rules. I want to respect people because uh, I know people that have died, you know, uh, rest in peace. Our, my coworker, my fellow correction officer died, just died from uh, COVID, you know, Mr. Champ, uh, thoughts and prayers and condolences to his family and, and friends, you know. So it's serious, you know, this is really, really serious. And I'm antsy. My wife is looking at me, you know, I'm ready to get out there, but I have to respect other people's, you know, boundaries and, you know, the seriousness of this COVID. So I want everybody to think, don't think that I'm just laying back, you know, but, you know, because uh, if we do get out there, certain people will get offended because yeah. it's a large group of people doing something. You know, it's like, well, look what they're doing. So it's you have to think, you know, be strategic about it and just, you know, go with it. So dad's on deck, that
0: was that was your idea.
2: That's right.
0: So uh so what all did y'all do? Y'all just y'all patrolled the mall area. Cause you know, some of them kids was going across to the
2: bowling alley and to the uh
1: <laughs> to the fight night.
2: Yep, they was labeling it, calling it fight night. You know, uh what we did, my thing is I'm always uh I said this at uh Pastor Spelshaw's church. Uh if you want to teach you wanna stop somebody from stealing your fish, teach them how to fish. Uh, so my thing was meet, let's, we have to meet the problem. You know, we, we identify the problem and we have to come up with a solution. And the solution was is to be out there. Dads, males, uh, we have a presence. You know, when you see a bunch of males and dads and fathers, that's a presence, that's a strong presence. And it's up to us. We're the dads, we're the protectors. You know, we have to protect the women, we have to protect our children, and we have to lead. So my thing was, we galvanized a lot of men together, all nationalities, black, white, brown, pink, polka dot plaid. And we go out there and we stand in a strong alliance and a strong fort. And we're not out there to beat the kids. We're yeah. out there to mentor them and talk to them. You know, that was a conversation piece. We had food out there. We had, uh, I got with the general manager, Miss Michelle. I hope she's watching. You know, she, she was kind of hesitant at first, but then when she starts seeing it, she, man, we talk all the time, you know, when are you going to come back? And she gave us uh hospitality rooms, free hospitality room in the mall, you know, to have meetings or whatnot. So what we would do, we would see the kids out there. We'll meet them with a conversation, you know, ask them like, what you, you know, what you're doing out here, what, what you got going on, you know? uh And that's the thing. Leaders have to go. You can't just sit in the castle and address problems. You have to go to the problems. You have to go to the people and understand and see what's, what's really going on in the psyche and the mind of the people. You can't just analyze it from afar. You have to put boots on the ground, get in the trenches to see what's really going on. A lot of those kids, single parents, mom is at work. They don't have nothing to do. And That's the first thing out of those kids mouth. Well, Mr. Singhard, we don't have nothing to do. Now, does that condone bad behavior? No, it doesn't. But it, if as a leader, I'm thinking root cause analysis, I'm thinking conflict resolution, I'm thinking, okay, well, he said he doesn't have anything to do. So in my mind, psychologically, that says you really want to do the right thing, but the Bible tells you the idle hands is a devil workshop. So hmm. then I need to give them something to put in their hands constructively to do, you know. Uh, and that's what we would be out there, you know, helping them out, talking to them. You know, maybe you, you work, you know, what you need, you know, this and this and that. Um,
0: if you become mayor, are there any programs you're going to implement for the youth? Because I remember when I was uh, in like 14 and 15 years old, we had like summer jobs and, and programs. like for, We'll just called clean up the school or something like that. But it kept us
2: busy and we got a paycheck. We wasn't out running the streets and all that. Yeah, and, like, I remember that. Yeah, chicken. It was called one of them was called chicken. Uh, yeah. It was something else. Uh, it was a bunch of them. You know, the Salvation Army, the why mm-hmm. the It yeah. was all, all of that. When you elect the right person, and that that has that authority to implement and to even suggest those, I come from that. You see what I'm saying? I come from that, so I already know what's needed so of course i would be ready and willing to implement that and to look what programs to see what councilman is over that that area uh I, my thing is i want to get with each council member in their ward and we implement that in their ward and that way it's it's covering the entire beaumont uh mm-hmm. not just one big facility you know we have to do it in all wards you know uh then we'll cover it i'll get to another uh i'm going to get to another question i had, I had a solution that we was trying to implement back then, and uh, you know, I <laughs> got manpower. But um, yeah, that's that's not even that's not even a question, man. We 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 get that done. Hey, what's one what's what's one way you think we
0: can stop the violence in Beaumont? What what do you think? Like, uh, we need to do. Do we need parents
2: to be more involved? Or what what's your solution for? Yeah, it's it's. You can't blame the kids always, and you can't just blame the parents. It's a twofold thing. You, you know, it's the kids and the parents. It's some mm-hmm. some parents want to be friends to the kids, and some kids just don't have parents, or some kids just everybody has their own mind. I know mm-hmm. parents that are model citizens, and the, and the child just decided to go left. You know, yeah. uh, I know some some uh, kids that are great kids, and the parents just don't have the time. You know, so my thing is. It's a discussion, what we're doing right now. Uh, having somebody in authority to actually organize something to prohibit the violence in the city. Now, just think if I was the mayor and I started stop the violence, the reach that I had unofficial, unofficially, the reach that I had would stop the violence and dads on deck. Imagine if I would have had the, the official authority with mayor and dads on deck would have been implemented under that that title and stop the violence under that title. You know, yep. uh, I'll, I have a, a lady by the name of Marsha Rivera. Uh, she used to be Marsha Pritzer, but she's married now, Rivera. Marsha Rivera Correction Corrective Creations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's straight for it's strictly for felons. Trade schools. Uh, mm-hmm. she has pipe pipe fitting, welding. Uh, now she has CDL, truck driving. She has, uh there's some other thing, electrical, carpentry, and what they issue, you, they go to, they get a certificate and they get a, a, a certificate in that field. And like my thing is talking to them, letting them know, what's the name, the number one thing that people are out here committing crimes for? Money. Yeah. Everybody wants money. So my thing is, we'll tell them, don't do this. We'll take the crack out of their hand. We'll take the, the drugs out of their hand. And we're not putting anything back in their hand to make more money. So my thing is, if we go take the crack out of hand, take the gun out of hand, we got to put something back in their hand to keep them from picking back up that crack, picking back up that gun, picking back up that bad habit. So you can't just, you know, it's a twofold thing. You got to do it simultaneously. You know, if you go take something, you got to put something you got to give too. So, you know, uh, with that reach, I would know what programs, what grants to ask for, what loans to ask for, who to talk to, what commissioners, what boards, you know, I would have that reach that authority to actually facilitate more of what i'm doing now unofficially official
0: um we don't see becky too much around beaumont like you said do you think she's too comfortable because she's been the mayor so long like she don't have to attend none of these meetings
2: and and all that yeah you know and i don't want to speak for her but it just looks like she's complacent it looks like she feels like she's untouchable like, it's been 12 years. So, yeah. you know, they just talking. They just, <laughs> they, they, you know, they on Facebook. They get on Facebook and get mad. I'm going to win again. Yeah. So what? You know, and that's just what it looks like because it's been 12 years. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Yeah. So it's evident, you know, it's it's right there. But I has can't she, speak for her, you know. So Has
0: she ever reached out to you? Because, I mean, like you said, you did the dads on deck. You did uh stop the violence and you, you know what I'm saying you've been a a, a, a voice in a community that's been trying to save the community I would think she would at least reach out to you and uh thank you for the things you did doing in the community has she ever reached out to you
2: she reached out to me one time after dad's on deck when it went almost viral when it went, you know it, went, it was on the, other, on the <laughs> website on, on Facebook I think it was channel 12. one of the news uh, store they picked it up as a store and it went went crazy and we did our first meet that Saturday that Tuesday I went to we had a. Uh, it was a council meeting I went to the City Council meeting that Tuesday but it was a long meeting and I had to go so I left and she actually commended me at the meeting and she wanted to tell me something so I came back the next Tuesday and she told me she came to me, Well, I was gonna tell you something, but you left, you know. Uh, so <laughs> she said, if you need anything, just you know, you 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 can you can call me, you know. Uh, and like I said, I don't I, I don't really like talking bad about people, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just think you know, a tree by the fruit it bears, man. You know, you know, a tree by the fruit that it bears. You know, and if a tree doesn't have any fruit, it's a bad tree. You think she to run again? I don't. I don't think she to run next year. <laughs> I might yeah, I don't know because it looks like with the other two guys, you know, running mm-hmm. uh, WL Pate in there, Roy West in there,
1: mm-hmm. and you
2: know, and it's a we got a long ways to go. You, somebody might pop up in there now, you know, next, next three, four months, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but I don't know, I think she should be tired. I think, especially yeah. after that nail salon incident. Yeah, that, that was hurtful right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was pretty huge, man. That was huge. That was huge. But you know, we need leaders that's not emotional. You know, you can't lead with your emotions. Like she got mad at Corey Crenshaw, you yeah. know, and and tried to out him. You know, uh, that's emotions. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, mm-hmm. em- that's emotions, you know. And as a leader, like you really can't make your decisions based off of your emotions. You have to be strategic. And that's why you got to have the right people around you to keep you accountable, you know, to keep you in check because everybody's human. You're going to get mad. You're going to get in your feelings, you know, whatever. But you got a job to do. And, you know, I don't know what happened with it, but that was in the middle of the, you know, of the season. And you just out him like that, then put somebody else in there that you should have <laughs> known and charter from the charter rules that you can't put anybody in that's related to somebody that's currently on council, you know, like, whoa, that was just that that showed that you were mad. You know, you just got mad and you said I'm gonna do something. And you did something out of out of pocket. Um, to, to go back on the uh
0: the the crime in Beaumont, does it, does it frustrate you about yeah. the violence because you do like you do the dads on deck, you do the uh stop the violence and uh it seemed like sometimes we can't reach these people. Does it frustrate you a little bit? Because I know with uh with Aton being such a good brother, I know that kind of hits you kind of hard.
2: Man, and and man that wow that 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 really that hurt because that brother i watched him grow Mm -hmm. you know i watched him from promoting the clubs to you know uh doing stuff the right way promoting the clubs and you know trying to do his thing on on the club scene from that to coming to me and saying because, see, you know, all my sons went to Central. I'm a, I'm a basketball fanatic. You know, I love basketball, you know, play ball. And they, we would be in the gym, and he would see all my sons. All my sons, I have four sons, all of them went through Central. So we was always in the gym. And he, he saw me like, man, his dad is always – he's always there with them kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach AAU, my wife and I was uh, – my wife was the president of the Booster Club at Central. I was the vice president of the Booster Club at Central. So we were always there with the kids. Like I always stayed in the schools, you know, working and, and and I saw him one game and he came up to me and he was like, Oh, gee, man, uh, I like how you move, man. I, you know, and I, I've been watching you, you know, here go my number. Uh-huh. And and we talked and that and it just it took off, you know. And uh he would ask me, you know, well, what about this? And we would talk about religion, we talk about politics, you know, we would talk about, you know, he, he was picking my brain, you know, he was pulling from me, pulling from me. And mm-hmm. when I saw him get it, he said, "Man, I want to get involved in politics." OG, I was like, "Well, okay, you know." He said, uh, "I think they was doing a name change uh, for the stadium," uh-huh. and he went to his first school board meeting. It was packed. Yeah, and that boy went sat on the front row, man. I remember <laughs> seeing that. Like, look at this dude, man. He went sat on the front row, and it was like he was at a basketball game. And afterwards, he said, "That was that was exciting, you know, Gary." Like. I'm, I'm, I'm getting involved. And then after that, he started. He came up with SLAM, Supportive Leaders of Administrating uh, Mentorship, when we used to walk the malls before Dad's on Deck. Uh, okay. We used to walk the malls uh, and talk to the kids because they had a program called, Yep, Youth uh, Youth Something Program. That's mm-hmm. when they changed the time from 9 p.m. to 6 p.m. that the kids under 18 couldn't be in the mall without, super, without a, a parent. So... He came up with that and he would go to all of the schools and, and talk to the kids and mentor the kids. He came up with the hoops for toys, uh, okay. you know, for the kids, you know, hooping and bringing, donating toys for the kids that, you know, the, the less privileged, underprivileged kids. He came up with a hoops, hoops for toys and it was uh, back to school drives uh-huh. and he was on it, man. And even with this mail thing, I, I posted it. Uh, he was like, I got you, OG, I got you, I'm gonna make a video for you, you know, and he wanted to do another one and he never did get a chance to do another one, man. So he was, I watched him grow, you know, into a man, you know, and he started uh, indulging into the politics, you know, which we need to know, you know. Yeah.
0: Uh, a lot of us acting in politics, and I, and to be honest with you, since I started this show, you know, uh, I've been inspired to get more involved into, into the community and my neighborhood and i got some things that i'm working on that i, I can't really say right now but uh mm-hmm. i've been having a lot of people reach out and i've been learning and educating myself on some things and uh, you know uh it, i've just been inspired to reach out and help back in my community you know so, uh, I think a lot of us need to do that
2: and i didn't know uh, the brother apon was involved in all those uh those oh yeah like that. all of that so when the when a brother like that falls from uh, allegedly, somebody that's younger. Mm-hmm. It hurts because that's what we're trying to, you know, reach. You know, we're trying to stop that. And you know, when a brother like that gets gets taken out, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of air out of me. You know, because it's like, you know, I don't worry about me. You know, whatever. My wife hates when I say that. You know, uh, but I'm protected. You know, but it hurts because that's what I'm fighting against. And it's like. Like I tell the youngsters, they don't understand, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're killing somebody. When you get caught, your life is gone too, because now you have to go and do time behind it. So it's two lives that's gone. You know, then you're gonna become a felon. You know, your rights, you know, are stripped from you. So you're killing two birds with one stone. So yeah, I despise, you know, I despise the violence, man. I hate it. That's why I came up, you know, with the stop the violence, you know, and all of that, you know, so
1: yeah
0: i
2: hate it it's frustrating as well another thing that i've, I've been seeing you've been doing uh you've been uh, helping people get their gun license right right so right. how that's been going man we actually september the fifth will be the fourth class and it's yeah. 50 it's 50 uh students per class so that's we'll be with 200 people and that's going good. Man. well y'all doing your class once a month or uh every week or two a- it, well, it's the last two has been once a month. Uh, and we we might go to once a month, you know, because uh, it slowed down because of the COVID, you know, as well. So, uh, but we were doing, I think, the first one we did twice, twice a month, and then we went once a month, and another one to be the next month. And so after we hadn't even come up with the date after September the fifth yet as well. But it's doing good, man, because. My thing is like, you know, some people are like, well, you trying to stop the violence. You you getting people their license. I'm like, guns are for defensive make it's a exactly. defensive mechanism. Exactly. It's not an extension of your attitude. It's not an extension. We're not getting that so you can go and kill anybody. And then for the record, we're not doing that to, to, to battle anybody, any organizations. We're not doing that. We're not a militia. This is your rights, your God-given rights, and your rights as the cost of your constitutional rights to have to be able to bear your arms, that's to protect yourself. That's mm-hmm. to protect your home, protect your temple. You know, you have that right. And when I believe when you teach people and educate them on guns, I think it'll be less likely that they go out and play with a gun, you know? Uh, so that's just me, I'm, I'm a teacher. You know, I think if you teach people things, they, they'll, you know, you know better, you you do better. Yeah, uh, how, much, how much class cost? So, uh it's it's fifteen dollar deposit and it's paid, it's seventy-five dollars. Okay. It's, it's seventy-five dollars.
0: And it's uh it's a one-day or two-day class.
2: It's uh it's a one-day class from uh look. It's uh it's one day start at nine thirty and mm-hmm. it ends at twelve thirty. And then from or twelve thirty or 9 to twelve from 12 to probably five that's when we finished uh because it's 50 people they have to qualify at the gun range you do your class uh and it's ltc it's ltc is eric templeton it's his he's the instructor mm-hmm. uh everybody go to his page he actually does uh online as well uh eric templeton e-r-i-c templeton d-m-p-l-e-t-o-n uh myself and ralph perkins we hosted when you can't reach me you can get to ralph perkins if you can't get to Ralph Perkins, you can get to uh ET, Eric Templeton. Uh mm-hmm. he's a fire instructor, $75. And then after that, you get your you have to fill out your application, send it to DPS. I think that I believe that costs around 40 to 50 dollars. And after you do that, they'll set you up with a fingerprinting that costs maybe 10 to 15. Get your fingerprint and you send it off and you wait six weeks. And that's that.
0: Yeah, because Pass- so, I've been uh I I've been seeing a lot of people saying they have to go get their license. So I know y'all been kind of um, jammed up, uh, oh, I mean, all, all kinds of people at
1: y'all
2: class, yeah. older ladies, younger ladies, yeah. older yeah. men. Yeah. Cause, Cause I don't... just saw something on my page, somebody posted it on my Stop the Violence page, a young lady was at the gas station getting pumping gas with a four, look like a four to five year old little girl in front of her, pumping gas, and a guy rolled up on a motorcycle, got on the next pump on the side That's of that. And- pushed her in the head, man, and, and took her a wallet, you know, and just drove off, you know, and it's just it's just sickening, man. I I, I really hate that, you know. I really, really do. I really hate that, you know. Uh, but we, we're in some we're, we're dealing with, we're in some crazy times right now, man. People are hungry. People are starving, you know. And when you have that, people go do what they got to do to eat, you know. So yeah. we have to do what we have to do to defend ourselves. And that's uh- it.
0: Terry Roy, he said, um, he, in one of the comments, he was saying about bringing uh, trade school and uh, mentorship programs started.
2: Yeah, I've been preaching that for years, man. Uh, that's really what, that's probably one of the main things that I probably would, once I, if, when, I when I win, I win mayor, uh, start pushing that. We need trade school. Everybody, and I'm going to say this for you. Just because you don't, everybody's not college material, but that doesn't mean you're ignorant, that doesn't mean you're not intelligent. Everybody's just not meant to go to college, but your college is this your degrees is your hands. You know, you can uh, well, you can pipe fit, you can uh, go to uh, a, 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 you can an electrical trade, you can do uh, a CDL. It's so many other ways that you can make money versus going to college. And I'm not talking bad about college. I, you know, I endorse college. But if college isn't for you, then you need to pick up a trade. ITT. I got a friend of mine that's been a an architect, architect engineer. He's doing very, very well, you know, mm-hmm. right now. Uh, CAD, computer aid drafting, you know, uh, process technology. We have to start promoting what we have in our area. You understand what I'm saying? So why not promote that, you know, instrumentation, process technology, uh, computer classes, just different trades that we can actually build up in our community. And just think if we have a a large trade school downtown in Beaumont, Mm -hmm. you know what that's doing? That's making a powerhouse because now those same kids that are getting the the certificates, they're going to work for Beaumont companies in Beaumont. And they're building, and you, if you work for Beaumont, and you be, you're going to take that much pride in building something in Beaumont. You're going to take that much pride in, in running the wires and doing electrical work in Beaumont, laying the concrete in Beaumont, because mm-hmm. you lay your head here, you know, and that's building a powerhouse, and that's keeping all the outside money out. That's keeping the inside money in. We we outsource our own, we shoot ourselves in the foot. We're going to hire somebody out in Houston or outside of Beaumont And let them them make that money. And we have people here that can do the same job. Exactly. You know, we have unions out here that they don't even work with. You know, shout out to the unions out there. The plumbers, electricians, German Pavlovich. You know, I work with him. So we, the IBEW or whatnot, you know, even the other small private, you know, vendors. But we have to work with Ben Beaumont, you know, and build Beaumont up first. Yeah, that's
0: a lot of people are frustrated because they seem like the people that's running Beaumont do not want to build Beaumont up. They don't want to uh, make Beaumont exciting. Uh, it's, it, I, I've met a lot of people with a lot of great ideas, but from what they saying, it's the, it's the people that's over Beaumont that do that do not want to implement these type of things. Uh, we was talking about uh, downtown, uh, you know what I'm saying? Making downtown uh, great again. I know they tried Crockett Street, Wish that didn't uh turn out too well but um uh, it has to be
2: diverse it, we yeah. have to be diverse we have to be diverse in every city that's thriving it's diverse mm-hmm. like that's just what it is it has to be diverse man it's time it's 20 it's about to be 2021 yeah it has to be diverse we need we can have a casino down we can have anything we can have a uh, steam boats party boats we can have mm-hmm. dinner boats down there I have all kind of ideas that I really I ain't want to say that much you know yeah. but <laughs> it's yeah so much that we can do with the river it's so much we can do with the Collier ferry mm-hmm. it's so much that we can do with the T building we could have did something with that that could have been traced but that that, that that every floor could have something on it every floor yeah. can have something you know but it's like you said it's the leaders that's running it. it is the stagnant Complacent, stale leadership, man. I and think
0: one, I think one time, not to cut you off. I think one time they tried to uh incorporate a water park in Beaumont and they got shut down. Yeah years ago. Yeah, and I don't know what happened with that. Yeah. So <laughs> but, so uh so why run for mayor again after um uh, and I know we basically answered this question, but uh why run for mayor again after the uh after the last run?
2: because i'm i'm a winner man i you know i don't quit you know uh a righteous man falls seven times and make him just he gets back up you know uh you gotta get back up you gotta you know if you're really serious about it you get back in the fight
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know you get back in the fight you 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 i know that i'm the man for this job i know i was called for this job you know uh and sometimes you have to experience defeat to see if you're really serious about what you really want to do, you know, and I'm serious about it. I know that I can do better. You know, I know that I can do better, especially after watching what happened and how close I got. And then looking at what happened through the year that I didn't, you know, uh, that our current mayor is, is holding the position. Yes. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I, I know I could have done better than that. I could have galvanized the city better than that. I could have. Exactly. Right now we could at least be working on a plan. We know that hurricane season is what uh May to November every year. Mm -hmm. And we don't plan on it though. You know, it's no plan, it's no, we don't talk about it, we don't say anything. And we did it again. Now we're midstream, mid, you know, mid season. We got what a couple of what August, September, October, three more months, you know. God bless, God forbid us to have anything else. But what are we gonna do next year? You know, yeah. are we prepared? Is the drainage, is our infrastructure prepared for it? We still experiencing brown water right now. Yeah, what, what you do know? you think about that? Because uh, somebody said it, it was most
0: likely residential and it wasn't on the city side.
2: See, that's what they're gonna say. Uh, <laughs> that's what they, you know, uh, that's the easiest thing to say. Before 2015, we, were, we really didn't have a lot of these problems. Mm-hmm. Certain people was fired and certain people were hired. Certain people were hired. We have a city manager that's hired that wanted to retire, and they gave him a, a three thousand dollar a month pay raise. I think this uh, our city manager, current. It's public records. You know, you can look it up. Things like two hundred fifty thousand a year that he's he's getting paid. My thing is, what has gotten better since he's been holding that position? Mm-hmm. It's the mayor's job to have the testicular fortitude to hold his hand to the fire to make sure that he's doing the right job. See, what, what we have now in our government structure is city manager council type of structure. So, but because they're so cognizant, they're so stale and complacent and they're incompetence, they've been there forever, it's reversed. Now the manager acts like the council works for them, for him, which in, our, in fact, in reality, the manager works for council. The manager does what council says mm-hmm. to do but it's not like that. He runs it, and before he got there, they had a plan implemented and structured already done with the brown water. Uh, and I can—I'm going to read it. It's called directional flushing. It was a directional flushing plan that covers all the areas with the problem. That's how—that's how it was controlled in the past. Also, all repairs, all repair areas were handled in a manner to get the brown water out of the pipes before it impacted a large number of people. Knowing which which valves to open and which valves to close and which hydrants to flush is critical. Opening hydrants in the area of a repair, that's the answer. Sometimes it pushes, that's not the answer. Sometimes when you open a hydrant, it pushes the brown water into different areas that haven't even been repaired and that also a lot of that is planning knowing the system directional collection is involved and how you manage brown water is uh is what prevents it from from impacting the citizens which will we experience in the day this there it was even they even had a study that would tell the age of the water in different parts of the city to tell if the water was time to flush just like a radiator yeah yeah in 2015 when it was all switched, they stopped it because they said it was a waste of money. And you had people in place that was actually doing something about the flooding. Think about it; it didn't flood like in in certain areas in Beaumont. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They they downsized the manpower in the water department. Okay, so you you and you making them work harder. You remember seeing the guy in under the in, in knee deep in the water? Uh, yeah, in the yeah. Water? You know that's that's man. They work. They work their butts off. They, mm-hmm. they downsize the department, they cut management, they put in new management. Those some of those managers dog those employees and nothing is done about it. Nothing is said about it. Uh, nobody's reprimanded. Uh, they have lawsuits after lawsuits. You know, that's 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 wow. that's yeah, It's a lot of stuff people don't know, but I'm telling it all this this time. Uh mm-hmm. no, I'm not holding anything back because it's a lot of corruption that's going on and a lot of a lot of skirts need to be pulled up. It's time, because if not, then we, the citizens, are going to continue to suffer. Uh-huh. We won't get any investments, any investors to come to our city because of the corruption, because of the crime, and our kids are going to keep going to jail, the prison's going to fill up, and people are going to keep leaving the city until yeah. somebody has the testicular fortitude to stand up and call these people out. And that's all I'm about. Okay, hey, I
0: I, I want to leave it on that good note. But what's one thing? Uh, <laughs> what, what, what's one more thing. What's, one thing you wanna, what's your main thing you want to implement when you do become mayor? What's what's
2: your number one? Unity, man. Black, white, brown, yellow, red, pink, plaid, and polka dot. Powerhouse. <laughs> North, south, west, east, Beaumont. A car with four cylinders, if you have two cylinders that's bad, you're putting a strain on the two cylinders that work, you will never get the maximum potential from that car until you get all four cylinders clicking on, 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 like that saying say, clicking on all four cylinders. You have to get them all up to par. If not, you're gonna strain the two cylinders that are up to par. You have to get the whole city together to create a powerhouse, man. Think about the red line, the freeway that goes down Beaumont. One side is good, the other side not. That's red line. I yeah. didn't come up with that. And they don't get the people don't get mad at me because that's that's documented, you know. It is. You can look at that and see that. You know, wow. so let's if you care about you gotta care about the whole city. You got yeah. to, you have to, you know. So the people that say that I'm just for one person, y'all don't know me. Get to know me. Listen, I hope after you listen to this, you'll see. And, and let me let me say this. For people that's going into the projects with popsicles and ice cream, let me let me say, it. so should I go to the West End with Chick-fil-A sandwiches? Will that secure my vote? <laughs> yeah, you know. Will, will that secure my vote? If I go to the West End with Chick-fil-A sandwiches, I pass out Chick-fil-A sandwiches in the West End. So will that make it good with the West End? Okay, it won't. That's disrespectful. And I'm trying to... And it, I'm not, that wasn't malicious. That's the truth.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: say, oh, well, this guy means well because he went to the projects and passed out Popsicles. Okay, well, then that means that all I have to do is go to the West End and pass out Chick-fil-A sandwiches. <laughs> no. Plus, he's go- I've been at the schools. I've been, before 2015, I've been at the schools mentoring. I've been talking to the kids at Homer. At, I've been there. I have kids that when uh, Miss Baptiste would tell you, I had a class that the kids broke me down in tears, Mister Floyd. They came up to me after I spoke to them, and they was crying, saying, "Please come back, Mister Gary. Please come back. My daddy's locked up. I don't have a daddy. You touch my heart, Mister Gary. Can I have your number?
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: killed me that I couldn't go back and touch and, and reach all those children. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this." for fun i'm not doing this for no notoriety i'm not doing this for publicity man this is me i don't have to go to the pro i've been to we was in may to giving a job seminar job readiness seminar and uh back before all this campaign stuff was going on that's on my stop the violence page people if you want to see my work go to my pages and people see they say he's looking at him how he's talking because i'm serious because i'm passionate you know i'm serious about this i mean this if not, we're dying. And if we don't fix this, we're going to keep warring with another, with one another. White folks and black folks, you got to understand that. Why not me? You crying about the safety of your city. I'm the one trying to keep you safe. <laughs> yeah. Who else? Who else is out there that's willing to, to have the, the, the balls to go out there and stand on a corner with a casket in the north end? Who's willing to, Who has the reach to talk to those kids? Who has that? But yeah. and 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 if for the leaders that that are here from 12 13 years why haven't you done that how come it took a, a regular north end black guy to go and do some things in this city now yeah. not in my city spawned from stop the violence Stop the violence was first <clears throat> then the gun back program then not mm-hmm. in my city and mm-hmm. i'm not knocking nobody and I'm not talking about anybody. I'm just keeping it 100. Like they say, I'm keeping it real. You know, yeah. so if you serious about change, watch this video. Go look me up. My page, my face, my page is public. My stop the violence page is public. Dad's on deck is public. Go all the way back five years, man. Is I've been working, you know, and I just told you partial about the partial plan about the uh, infrastructure and i got plenty more i just don't want to say all of that because i know it's gonna it's gonna be echoed you know i'm yes. not getting out of that information but i'm i'm, I'm very astute uh, i'm very intelligent i'm very and i'm knowledgeable of that i have guys that have 30 years experience in waterworks public works uh budgeting plan i have just because they said somebody else was a realtor i have my sister was a realtor. My sister still is a realtor. I know and there several people that I don't want to say their names because they get backlash for saying that they go help me, you know, but have big real estate, you know. So I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to I'm ready to run this city. I'm ready to turn this city around. I'm ready for uh to make this city a powerhouse the way it should be, and mm-hmm. and let's get it.
0: Hey, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. A lot of people uh, was waiting for you to come on. And what you said, I mean, it was powerful from the beginning to right now. So I hope a lot of people who don't know about you watch this and uh, pay attention to what you said because, you know what I'm saying? Your background is is there. you know? The resume is proven. So, you know, it's for me than that. That's it. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just telling you what I've done. That's it. Yeah. Well hey man, I appreciate you coming on, big dog. And I'm proud of you keep doing what you are doing, Floyd. Hey, I thank you, man. Blessings, man. Blessing you too,
1: man. Peace. I have to go. One
0: hundred. All right, man. That was uh I hope y'all if y'all caught the end of that conversation and uh I hope y'all go back, man, and and watch the beginning of it, man. Uh that was a, that was that that was spicy right there, man. That was a spicy conversation. That's probably one of the most spiciest conversations uh, I didn't had on the show so far. But uh, you know, anyway, man, I gotta. Uh, I'm gonna continue to flow, you know. But I got another guest coming on, man. This is a young brother, man. Young, twenty one year old brother. He's running for Texas House, uh, twenty two. You know what I'm saying? Republican. You know, and, and I thought that was different because, you know, us as uh, African-American, we usually tend to vote Democrat. You know, we, we usually, you know, follow the Democratic side of in, in, uh, things or whatever. Or, or we go to the booth and we all we just vote Democrat. And, and what i am seeing, with this young brother doing and a Republican at 21, I thought this guy I, I think this guy is special, you know, and I'm t- I'm the type of person uh, I vote on the person. I don't vote on the party so let me bring him on man let me stop talking man let me stop capping let me bring on the young brother jacorian what's up man
3: well how are you doing floyd How's my hey
0: man, hey. hey, man i'm glad you're on man uh like i said what i was telling the people you're 21 years old right correct man let let the people know who you are man for a lot of people that that don't know
3: all right well so i'm born and raised in Beaumont, texas i believe i was born at baptist hospital uh, here in Beaumont and I grew up in the North End at Pond Club, right across the sidewalk from the cool club lady. Uh, <laughs> you have to have a cool oh. cup lady in every apartment. Um, but then after third grade, when my family we moved out of the uh, out of Pond Club, and we're straight to the West End where I reside and where we all reside actually, um, and then for in different houses now since we're all grown. Uh, uh, so you
0: graduated from uh, Ozan.
3: Correct. I graduated out of Ozan High School in the year of 2017. Uh, Dr. Allen was my principal for like a semester, and then I had Dr. Pruden for the rest of my years at Ozan. But before them two was uh, Mr. Norris, which he was a great principal himself. Loved Mr. Norris. And so I, I went to Martin. I went to Caldwood. I went to Earhart. I went to Odom Academy. I was in high school, and I studied economics and finance at Lamar University. Uh, okay. Something great. Uh, and and you're also very strong, very in, uh,
0: involved in church. Also, I, I noticed that too.
3: Correct. Uh, yeah, I was just started going to praise church last year, actually, um, in August. So I made my one year a couple of weeks ago at PYA, which is a big, big deal for us young adults here in Southeast Texas. We have people. It's a very diverse church. Love the church. Actually, grown spiritually over that over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm a part of, what, three small groups now. Since it's a big church, we have small groups and the small groups we call like mini churches uh, that mm-hmm. we have and I'm a part of three and they're all like my accountability groups when it comes to uh, spiritual spiritual aspects. So I have four of those actually um, that I'm a part of. Well, one of them is former.
0: <laughs> and um, I noticed you said I, I seen you, uh, you say that that changed your life. Those groups kind of changed who you are as a person.
3: Correct. They change, you know, when you go through I, I listened to a story, and I tell this story all the time. Um, there was a guy, you know, walking, I mean, who was driving to a conference, and his tire blew out. So he's changing his tire, and his, the, uh, the boat fell, rolled to the middle of the highway, and he went to go pick it up, and a log truck, an 18-wheeled log truck, came at 75 miles per hour, ran him over. He changed his so he got up, changed his tire, and went to church, to a conference, like, why you're late, and he told him that story. And the people like, how can you how can you experience experience, go through an experience like that without being changed some sort of way? So I tell people the same thing. How can you experience God? How can you experience God and not be changed some way, physically and spiritually, mentally and emotionally? So it changed me uh, exponentially. It was great.
0: Okay, so uh, you was the former chairman um, for the uh, Golden Triangle. Um, uh, well, former like Republican Golden Triangle chairman.
3: Correct. So I was the form. I was a founder and chairman of the Golden Triangle Republicans. I uh, stepped down uh, at the end of last year. It was a great, great uh, organization. I actually, as a chairman, I sat on the board of directors for the state chapter, which is the Texas Young Republican Federation, and I, I was a part of their policy committee. So. I did a lot of policy work with them. One of the things that we focused on a lot uh, in my tenure was abortion and prenatal care. Uh, so we focus I focused on the policy side of the young Republicans and so on and so to speak. So yeah, I was the former chairman of the Golden Triangle Young Republicans. And I've actually done a lot in politics since 2018. So it's been live and well.
0: Um, so let, let me let me get to the to the the meat and potatoes. Why? The Republican Party. What chose you to uh, go for the Republican Party? I mean, be a part of that.
3: Uh, Answer this question many, many times actually, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) So, why chose the Republican Party? I mean, if you look at the history of the Republican Party, and while it was founded in 1854, it was for to end slavery, for black equality, and black civil rights. And you know, people say, yeah, the party switched in around the 1960s, which is not true, actually and that claim has been debunked so, so many times. I mean, the Republican Party, 100% of them voted for 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, while 0% Democrat voted for it. And Republican Party 100% voted for the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965, as well with 0% Democrat support. And, you know, I look at that, but I also look at what I stand for and the values that I have and the principles I care about. And one of those is religious freedom, which party supports that. So when I went back before I joined politics, I'm like, okay, what party do I need to join? Like, So I sat down with myself and I researched both parties and came to me and I saw the research. Religious freedom was all on the Republican side. Democrats, they don't support religious freedom. Just look at the policies that have, they have supported not too long ago, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I care about protecting unborn lives and that's true. If you look at the Democrat side, um, we have governors and uh, mayors and representatives and congressmen talking about even the current presidential or vice presidential candidate and presidential candidate for Democrat side talking about uh, taxpayer funded abortions and a lot of other stuff like that. I care about the Second Amendment. I care about constitutional rights and civil liberties and protecting those. I care about educational freedom. And, you know, when it comes to educational freedom, I, I look at school choice and say hey your school should be decided not based on your income or where you live but based on your need and where you want your child to be educated and you know you look at the democrats side they want to keep you in um they want to keep you in these public schools that are continuing continuing to fail i mean i graduated out of, out of bisd and right. when i went to college i mean i feel I, I was smart i graduated out of bisd in honors got to got to college Mm-hmm. I feel like I was a dumb kid in class. <laughs> uh, and there's nothing on BISD, I, it's just the education <laughs> system itself. And so I looked at a lot of other stuff, and what got me into politics was, uh, you know, reducing, I care about reducing the tax burden on citizens. I also care about economic opportunity. So this, so I was like, who supports those values the most? And it came to it, the Republican Party did, and Democrats didn't. So here I am as a Republican.
0: And uh, you know what? You recently spoke. Uh, uh, it was a, a, a Republican. Uh, I guess it was like a banquet, and you spoke about Black Lives. Uh, uh, how was you received on that? How how did that how did that, um, how did that uh, turn about?
3: Yeah. Uh, so our theme this year for our county convention, and recently yesterday actually, um, our theme was Black Lives Have Always Matter to Republicans, and I gave three speeches on that. And I broke it up into three parts. The first part was the history of the Republican Republican Party. Then the second part was uh, what the Republican Party stands for. And the third part is what the Republican Party stands for today and what values that we hold that will help the black lives itself. So when I spoke at these events, the the reception, the remarks and the response to my speech and to many other Republican speeches was actually... Great and was genuine. And, you know, we had action with the um, with the audience. You know, they asked questions. How can we help? Um, they ask questions. Um, what can we do as a party, as Republicans, or just as human beings to show uh, the Black community that we actually care? Um, so, uh, when it came to the Black Lives Matter, have always mattered to Republicans. I, I mean, the event was great. Great remarks, great responses, and now they want to take—they want to actually take action um, to help the Black community here in Southeast Texas. And and that's another one of my questions: How
0: can the Republican Party help Southeast Texas?
3: So, what? Actually, right now we're planning a list of events. Actually, it's twelve events. I don't believe I can speak on those twelve events yet, but trust and believe me, those are going to help out, especially in the criminal justice field. Because um, you know people, and you look at these laws, and I'll talk about this later on. Is the over criminalization, uh, over criminal criminalization of people in general? I mean, look at the incarceration rate in the state of Texas. The state of Texas, I mean, it's eight hundred ninety-one per one hundred thousand pop people population, and that's higher than the United States average. And so that's higher. And the United States average is like the highest in the world. So if we look at Texas, I mean, that's pretty high. So one thing we're looking at through these 12 events is to actually give people the second chance at life. And, you know, I'm hosting it. I'm I'm hosting it. Uh, and it's not a, a political ploy. It's not a campaign opportunity. It's actually something that I've been thinking about for a long time since 2018 when I joined uh, the political arena. I've been just thinking about how can we give these people a second chance at life. So that's one thing that we're looking at. Uh, another thing that we're looking at right now is Working with schools and working with other organizations in the community uh, to set up to set up mentorship programs. Right now, actually, yesterday we toured the Hope Women's Resource Clinic, and they okay. have an amazing mentorship program for males and females, uh, pregnant women, uh, future fathers, uh, future dads, future mothers, and especially those who are seeking abortion. So, we're actually partner partnering with them, and I'm actually going to be a mentor with them soon. I have to call. Uh, their executive director Monday about that. So there are a lot that we're doing in the community. Um, we're going to actually extend that. Uh, Judy Nichols, our Jefferson County Republican Party chair, has been great. Uh, she she started in 2018, and from there, the county party has changed it from a do nothing party to a grassroots activist party. So that's the one thing that I like. That's I love it.
0: Um, you know, I noticed that uh, your family. Is very supportive of you. Now, you becoming uh, a Republican, have you had any friends kind of say, you know, I'm finna, I don't like his views now because he's a Republican? Have you faced any of those um, type of challenges from people?
3: Um, well, no, not well. Not for my friends, actually, or family. They actually love it. Actually, my friendships and the family conversation has gotten so much more hilarious. Every time I walk in the room, it's like, oh, there goes my African American Republican over there. It's hilarious, <laughs> and I love it. So I can't go to a family function or an outing with friends without them bringing up, hey, there, there goes the Republican. Like, how your president doing? I mean, the conversations are great. But all in all, I haven't lost any friends from it or I haven't lost any family uh, members from it. It has kept me from gaining more friends, of course, but that's besides the point. I don't care about that. I have a yeah. great friend base uh, with my church and with other people I in the community itself. Um, so their response to me being a Republican, I mean, they love it. We have conversations like, yes, last week, actually, uh, my older brother's best friend who used to play for the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos came down to Beaumont. And we had a whole conversation and I mean, he's a strong Democrat, him and his girlfriend, strong Democrat, but we had right. a huge, we had a long conversation about the Republican party and the Democrat party and about the state of our uh, nation right now and what we can do and what 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 where, what we have already done for in order to help, you know, criminal justice reform or police reform and what I believe and what the Republican party believes and, you know, I think they said they're independents now. <laughs> uh-huh. So we gotta look at that. So uh why the Texas uh House District uh twenty
0: two? Why run for that? What 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 makes that so important to you? So the
3: Texas House the uh Texas House actually, the state representative, is not just about you know legislation and it's not just about uh sitting in an office in Austin. It's about representing the people themselves in the Texas Capitol, in on the house floor and so and there's a lot of stuff that comes with uh with state representatives you're the mediator between your constituents and the state office you're the mediator between your constituents and the federal government i mean you're right there in the middle uh-huh. and what i tell people and what i've told people uh, that asks about experience or whatever it comes to like that um you know I, i've always given that petty answer what about when they say do you have the experience for it and i say yeah the texas Con- the texas constitution you know says that i have the experience for it but <laughs> and that's the question yeah. i give them but another thing is i look at it from a life experience perspective and not my own life experience i look at it from the life experience of each individual person in Beaumont and Port Arthur and in, in Cheek and so when you look at those life experiences instead of looking at it your own, it's like, I won't be legislating based on my own experience, but I'll be legislating based on the experience as of my constituents as a whole. So the organization that I am building up right now is actually, we're going to be targeting each and every person in the community. Um, before I went and after I went, we're going to have a big, a huge organization for them. we have block walkers always on the street, uh, hmm. meeting voters and talking with them throughout the sessions and after the sessions and I hold many many conversations in many town halls to say hey what do you need for me to do in the state house um so when you look at the what a representative is it's not a leadership position you know many elected officials when they become a state representative or congressman they say hey I'm your leader now no that's not what it is your position is to represent your position is to serve and that's actually what I want to do, I want to represent, I want to serve the people who voted me in, the people, my constituents, I want to serve them as a whole. So that's how I look at it and to serve them, I actually want, I have to come back and talk to them face to face. So right now we're setting up many events with different people, we're block walking, meeting voters, we're meeting them in the, we're going to them at their doors, um, meeting them in the face to face, over their phone, text messages, Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere. So one thing I like about Tex House, why and what I can do to help Tex House, Texas House District 22. Wow, that's a mouthful. Is to So my, my three main platforms, actually my platform itself is criminal justice reform, education, workforce development, uh, uh, flood mitigation and healthcare and so, so much more to it.
0: So what inspired you to um really get into politics at your age you know
3: so politics um actually i was told a story by my mom a couple years back i was still in high school i believe i think it was my freshman year she told me a story of how she lost her business and she she had ha- shown her own business it was actually really really great we had great christmas christmases uh our birthday parties were awesome they still are we uh we're still young but she told me a story of how she lost her business, and it was due to the fact that Democrats under Obama increased corporate taxes and increased other taxes as well. So she couldn't afford to keep her business open, so she had to shut it down and get a a job. And she worked in the healthcare industry. So that's another thing that pushed me to be a Republican because Republicans believe in reducing the tax burden. Also, another thing that got me into politics is the state of the community itself if you look at the education system that we have look at our criminal justice system that we have it's not serving the people right kinds of people like for example exit our education system it went from a bottom up and it flipped to a top down approach so teachers don't have autonomy over their classroom they have to uh-huh. follow rules and regulations so that it, it hinders their teaching and it also hinders the, the education of the students. So we need to flip that back around and go back to a bottom, uh, bottom down uh, education system. If you look at the criminal justice system or policing itself, uh, you know, criminal justice itself has been taken away from uh, the protecting life and defending liberty and uh, defending property to a taxes and fines society. So now you have police officers just pulling over people because they have to meet a quota, or they have to write tickets, so that the city can be, yeah. so the city can pay for stuff. Like if you look at the if you look at the city budget or even the state budget, taxes and fines have become a taxes and fines from law enforcement have become a line item budget. It's there is an income, so we have to actually look at that and fix that and bring our police force and bring our criminal justice system back to a protect life, defend liberty, and defend uh property
0: okay hey and that's a great answer um amy how important has uh amy i might be saying her last name wrong amy uh pint pint, pint. yeah pint. <laughs> how, how important has, is has amy been to you well
3: and amy it- so i actually met amy in 2018 uh, actually at the end of 2017 when i became her intern uh on greg abbott's re-election campaign and I block walked with her for like six months and we just kept in touch since then. Uh, she's actually very, very valuable to the campaign. And she's done a lot. I mean, she uh, literally helped me through the entire process itself. So she's very valuable to me personally and to the campaign as well. OK, now another question. Uh,
0: Joe Biden said you're not black. Uh if you don't vote for him, but well, you're a Republican. So I don't think you're voting for Joe Biden and me looking at you, you look black. So how you feel about <laughs> you saying that?
3: Oh, I'm the darkest black person you'll probably ever meet, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome. Every school I've been to, I was like number one or number two and uh, the most amount of melanin in my skin. Uh So when Joe Biden said that, it's like, it never, I mean, I'm not surprised he said it actually. I mean, just look at his record. He has locked up more black people than uh, any Republican in modern day history that, that I know of so far. Uh, so when he said there's like he owns, technically, he seems like he owns the black vote or that his party owns the black vote. And that's how it's been uh, for decades, actually. Democrats believe that they own the black vote. And I don't believe any single party should own the black vote or, or any votes, period. They should actually work for it. So you have uh, Democrats every election year come down and say, hey, I am promise you this and this and that. And then they get elected into office and nothing changes, nothing happens. Um, so I believe that Black people themselves should just, or people in general, should just write down a list. A list, uh, And I think Killer Mike said this great when he was okay. on that panel with Candace Owen and... Uh, TI he said write down a list of a list of demands your 10 items and present it to each of the candidates and see which one of them uh, represents your the, your list of demands more and that's how politics should be ran
0: uh, another question have you noticed more African American turning Republican?
3: actually yes. Yeah. I actually have. If you look at it from 2016 to now, um, Trump jumped from 6%. He got only 6% of the Black vote in 2016, I believe. And right now, if you look at the polls, and I I really don't follow polls like that, um, but I looked at a credible poll, totally forgot the name of it, and he's at around 37%. Um, And yesterday, at the event I was at, it was very diverse itself. (laughs) It was great, and I loved it. But I do see more Black people joining the Republican Party or just even thinking about it. Uh, you see, I mean, you see it on social media all the time. You see the hashtag walkaway or Blexit, or you see Blacks for Trump, or you see uh, Black Republicans or uh, the Black Conservative Coalition, which we have a Texas chapter, ran by ran by actually one of my very good friends, Marcus Johnson. So I do see a huge jump from the Black community, from Democrat to Republican.
0: Uh, and also, do you think the Democratic Party let down? I mean, you kind of answered that, but uh, do you think that they're constantly letting down African Americans year after year?
3: You know, and it can't totally bash a political party, but just to give you a simple answer, uh, yes. I mean, black people have been voting for Democrats for years, crime rate has been increasing. If you look at our neighborhoods, they have been deterioro- deteriorating. Um, if you look at the criminal, the, their criminal policies, more uh, black people have been put in jail. I mean, the reason for the marijuana law or the drug ban and uh, the war on drugs is due to uh, it's due to Congress, action in the 1930s. It was it's all racial based. So we need to fix that as well. Yeah. But Democrats, I believe they have left them down. If you look at the welfare system itself, food stamps, they encourage more people to be put on food stamps. But that's just a supplemental program. You don't want people to be to stay dependent on the government. We want people to actually be dependent on themselves. Like we want people to be independent. So you have them actually advocating for everybody to be put on welfare uh, welfare systems or welfare programs. And that's one thing I just can't support. Yeah, I understand food stamps, and I, I want to keep food stamps. Uh, we need, I understand Social security and all those other programs. But you also you also need to help people become financially independent and financially stable and actually wane them off of the wealth, off of welfare, supplemental uh, supplements.
0: Um, Before you go, um, what are some things that you're proud about that Trump has um, done in
3: office? Actually, you know, there's a lot to it. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. and as, conserv- as a conservative, we believe that everybody is a sinner, but as a conservative, we believe that we want to be controlled by as least sinners as possible, which is the truth. But Trump has done a lot. I mean, if you look at the, at, at, from an economic standpoint, and compared to Obama's econ- economy, I mean, yeah, Obama's economy was going up, but if you look at the trends and and If you look at the charts and the trends, and I actually study the charts and the trends, because I'm an economics major, um, you see that was becoming stagnant. As soon as 2016 happened, there was a huge increase in employment um, in jobs. I mean, we are full and we, we are at full employment. We have so many jobs that not enough people can fill them. Or actually, we were until COVID-19 hit. Um, so you saw under Trump, which he did the he has a record number of has a record number of regulation elimination. And so what that has done was free up our economy and free up jobs and brought like 400,000 manufacturing jobs back to the United States and 4 million jobs since the 2016 election. So you see, we had a a record low unemployment, not just that, we had a record low unemployment for the minority community, for Hispanics and African American community. Um, You know, he signed the biggest tax uh, reform in history and uh, which doubled the standard deduction increased it from thirty five hundred between thirty five hundred six five hundred to twelve thousand and twenty four thousand and that's huge I actually was a tax professional d- during that year so I got mm-hmm. the chance to sit down with my individual tax clients and show them here's your year and here's what happens and as you see the uh their in- their refund actually increased significantly or if they didn't have a Refund if they had a liability, they had to old the government. It went from a liability to a refund. So that's one thing he, that he has done. He signed the right to trial legislation, which after he signed that legislation, many people that I know were put on uh, trial drugs, which, was actually, which has proven beneficial to them, uh, which is great in my opinion. Um, he also increased coal exports uh to about sixty percent US oil production has increased um to an all time high. Uh he has his administration actually has more affordable healthcare options um for Americans through association health plans and uh short term uh plans or short 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 duration plans my apologies. So there are a lot of things that he's done that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean his I mean him he can stay off Twitter. I believe he can stay off Twitter. <laughs> he tweets a lot. I follow him too. He yeah, yeah. I, I but follow him too. yeah. All in all, right now we're fighting human tra- human and sex trafficking, and that's why he's focused a lot on the south on the uh, border between the southern United States and between uh, uh, Mexico, mm-hmm. which I actually had a friend who was you know, a border patrol agent who were, who went between uh, the border and the White House. He told me many, many, many stories about human and sex trafficking that happened when people crossed the border um, and we actually find a literal war on our border. So I do applaud him on his efforts there with human and sex trafficking. And, you know, Mm -hmm. Texas is one of the biggest. Actually, we're the capital of the United States when it comes to human and sex trafficking. And it's actually coming into Jefferson County. And the capital city is Houston, which is literally like an hour and a half away from us. Depending on how you drive, I get there in an hour. But yeah, so he has done a lot good that I support and will continue to support.
0: OK, so um, when can uh, when when can people vote for you? Like when
3: when is that election for you? So the early voting starts October 13th and will end on October 30th. So it increased by so instead of two weeks, is three weeks. And then the general election is on November seventh. I mean, November third this year. And how That's long two-year-old. is the, how, how long is the term for uh, Texas House twenty two? Uh, so, state representatives uh, is two year terms.
0: And ha- how has this campaign been? You has it been frustrating? Has it been stressful?
3: Well, you know, COVID nineteen made it frustrating. We had to, we had a, so so many plans uh, to reach out to voters and just to talk to normal people, which is all I care about. Is talking to normal mm-hmm. people. And, you know, COVID 19 made her frustrating. and uh, locked down everything. Couldn't really go out to do anything. Uh-huh. Right now, you still have bars closed, uh, which is actually terrible, in, yeah. in my opinion. And if you look at it from a constitutional standpoint, it's um, unconstitutional what the governor and what mayors have done uh, across the United States and here in Texas and what kind of judges have done.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
3: But yeah, all in all, I actually enjoyed the campaign. It's my first time running for a public office. In 2018, I was actually an elected official for the Jefferson County Republican Party. I was a precinct chair for Mm -hmm. Precinct 5, but I really didn't have to run an election or campaign for that. Uh, So this is my first time.
0: Not not to cut you off, what's your ultimate goal? Become president of the United States?
3: No, I actually just care about serving people. I mean uh that's all I care about is just serving people and I'd rather do it from a state representative standpoint than go off to the federal government because oh the federal government is just too much. And they really don't impact us as much as the state or as much as the county or city or school boards. So that's all I care about is serving people in here in the state of Texas and in Southeast Texas itself. Well, hey
0: man, you know, I appreciate you coming on. I would love to have you come back before the uh, you know, before the, the voting ends, man, so you can kind of make a uh, case so people can have a reminder of who you are, man. Because, like I said, you being 21 and you being so bright and and and, and having ideas, man, and you know, what I'm saying coming from this area, uh, I'm just you know, what I'm saying, I, I feel like it's an honor to have you on because I see you doing big things, man. I can always say, man, I had him on my uh podcast show to kick back, and I can go ahead and show people these this video man. So I mean I'm proud of you, man. You know what I'm saying? Coming from uh uh the North End, graduating from uh Ozan, graduating from Lamar, and now running for uh, you know what I'm saying, a state uh representative, man. Uh more power to you.
3: Oh yeah, thank you for inviting me. I would love to come back on your show.
0: Yeah, That's man, because you awesome. know I gotta remind, I want to remind people of who you are, man. They you know, you know uh things change every day and and when that voting comes they're gonna be like uh, who's that guy? And so I just want people to have a reminder of who you were, man.
3: Yeah. And I was hooked after, I was hooked to your show after uh, the Mike Guest one. So I actually enjoy yeah, your work. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike actually, I'm actually following this now more. Than hey, I, I appreciate you, man. I thank well, you. No problem. No problem. Hey. Thank you for inviting hey, man. me.
0: man. Be safe out there. You too. All right, man. Peace. Yeah, have a good one. Well, that was the show, people. And this was a spicy. It was a good show. I ain't gonna lie. Once I end this, I'm gonna go back and watch the show again, to be honest with you. I usually don't watch the show till the next day, but I'm glad that young man came on. Uh, 21-year-old Republican, African-American dude, bright, smart, great ideas, uh, willing to serve the community. And I want a lot of people out there, when y'all go out there and vote, don't just go vote and be like, I'm gonna just make it real simple and just vote Democrat, or I'm gonna make it real easy and just vote Republican, you got good people on both sides that's willing to uh, provide services for this community. You know what I'm saying? Know who you vote for. So, I want to have him on the show so you can see the other side because a lot of people just see uh, the Democrat side or they just see the Republican side. So, I want y'all to see both sides. And I want y'all to have, uh, I wanted Gary to be on the show to talk uh, to show how much he does care for this community and uh, him running for mayor. And a lot of people know that, but you know what I'm saying? I want to put it in a lot of people's face. What's up, Joseph Trahan? What's up, man? I hit you, I inboxed you. You did not respond to my inbox. I know you've seen it. Uh, Mitch, I got Mitch coming on, man. I can't wait to talk to you, Mitch. Uh, That video you sent me, man, that song song was in my head the whole day at work, man. But uh, uh, I think a guy said, is my show political? No, it's not political. Uh, I talk about everything, you know what I'm saying? We might talk about sports one day, uh, Roger Williams, but, uh, no, we talk about everything, man. It's just the people I had on. This was just a, a show with politics. The show yesterday, I had a lady on, she was talking about real estate and, uh, I had another lady on and she was talking about the census. So, you know what I'm saying? This, this is a diverse show. Uh, so I'm finna get out of here, man. Uh, I thank y'all for tuning in. I love y'all. Please like, please share. Uh, and we gonna keep going on, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, next week's show is, uh, the mental health show. Um, I have a therapist. She finna come, she coming on. I got a, a young brother, young life coach. He's coming on and talk mental health is serious. Y'all. Uh, a lot of people think you could pray it away. You can't pray away mental health. You need to get counseling. Uh, you need to get professional help, you know? So I got a therapist coming on next Friday. Uh, I'm trying to get this other therapist to come on. I got a young, uh, positive brother, life coach. He's coming on. And it's going to be a good show, man. It's going to be Friday. It's going to be a Friday show, 8 p.m. Y'all check it out. It's going to be the mental health show. It's going to be real important. Uh, A lot of people need to keep in tune, man, and and know what's going on. Definitely with this show next week. So, man, uh, y'all stay safe out there. Y'all be blessed.
1: Uh, Y'all be positive. And um, I'll see y'all next week, man. 100